it can be very difficult to manage. See, I don't, for me, that's not who I am. So that's not going to be in my space. I feel like I've been in business long enough. Um, and I've also built up enough momentum that that kind of works out. The universe basically takes organically care. Organically happens. It organically happens. The universe takes care of like when someone's not supposed to be in my space, like I know what's going on. You know, yeah. I start creating walls. And you they know, feel it. I suffocate you. Yeah, and they and feel you, it. And then you're out. You know what I mean? But it, I know what I'm getting involved in, you know. Um, but as far as the trajectory of business uh, and scaling it, it's not with employees. You know, everybody wants to be out on their own. And I know the value that I have. I love creating jobs. I love watching the girls that worked with Embellish You that joined. I love watching them grow. Mm. Unfortunately, I never got the opportunity for them to come to me and say, thank you, and this is what I'm gonna do, and have that courage. You know, so what I built, I actually didn't get to really appreciate. Feel your full vision you have. Yes, all I want is for them. I'm like, let's go, let's go. Let's all win together. So I still have such a passion and I have so much to offer and like other people, and for me, I it was huge for me. My success and my stability from what I came from, I always measured that within my business. That's what my success and my stability was. And then COVID taught me that my success and my stability is all right here. Dude, we all have the best time ever to start a small business. If I'm not gonna be 100% in, I'm not gonna do it. Come on, man, just be yourself. Yeah, and and just show up as yourself. If you don't realize what I'm really about, I'm about freedom, family, and my country. Alexis, cheers, we got our Spindrift tonight. Shout out to Spindrift, you should be a sponsor. I'll take two grand, three grand a month. Mm Mm-hmm. Embellish you. Am I saying that properly? Embellish you. Embellish you. Just the letter U. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming on. I'm super excited. Thank you for becoming a client and trusting me on the other side of my business. We're not allowed to talk about too much on the podcast, but... Okay. Yeah, I'm actually super excited. That's something that I have always wanted to do. I um, actually got involved with MetLife when I was younger. Um... I got out of the beauty industry for a little bit and I got my life, my health, my series six. I wanted to do something a little bit different than just the beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love business and the whole back end part of things. And um, I said, well, even if I don't stick with it, I'll know what to do in my life where I can invest and have a better future. And uh, so thank you for that. I wish you would have pitched me a little sooner. I was like searching for my old reps and then you were like, bro. I was just trying to help you out. That's what I do. And then if the people come back to me, it was meant to be. And yeah. I become more of the hunted than the hunter. I think in sales, especially finance, everybody, you know, you walk into the party, it's like, he wants to sell stuff. Of course, I want to sell everybody's stuff, right? right? But I want to make sure it's the stuff that you're ready to be sold. And it's something that you discover down your own path that you want and desire. Um, So that was something that happened between us. We built a relationship. I could tell right away you were a hard worker. You were dedicated to your craft. Not only were you running multiple shops, you were also teaching and you had found your purpose. We talked a little bit about that. And also your childhood and how you came up. You didn't come up 
with a trust fund. You didn't come up with someone, you know, handing you the keys to a business. You had some other small trials and tribulations throughout your life with your family. And you were somebody who put your boots on and you hustled your way with your connections. You were quickly street smart and realizing who was doing well, who was making money, who can I steal? That's a bad terminology, but who can I take information from that's willing to give it to me? That is what I heard in you, and that is why you're here today. So for the viewers, your friends, your family, your fans on your social media, if they watch this, I want them to understand this podcast is all predicated on the life that I went through, and I don't identify as that anymore, but... Same. Yeah, it's it's a totally different life, and I don't even have those emotions anymore. But I think in abundance. I don't think less than. Exactly. So yeah. I always wanted to give back. You know, when yeah. I was coming up, no one was really helping me because I probably was a chippy kid. I probably was a, an asshole who talked back. And that kind of pushed people away. But then as I got older, I'm like, no, it wasn't even me. People just don't turn around and help many people. So how can I do that? Myself and Evan launched this local mentorship program. And then we said, why don't we just make it a podcast? Talk to your clients, your friends around the fire and bring people on that are local. I want to promote local business as much as possible and bring people on who who can provide value. For young women or men that are trying to go into your space, you are somebody who has grinded. You have built a shop. You've had a shop fall apart. You've teached in it. You can provide that value, and that's why you're here tonight. So I appreciate you being here. And you didn't know I was going to say that. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. that. So what I like to do is chronologically walk through people's life, right? You grew up where? So I grew up in Point Pleasant Borough, um, and I had a beautiful life. You know, I, we had enough. Uh, we had what we needed, you know, it wasn't, um, my dad was a Port Authority police officer. My mom stayed home and I knew at a very young age, I did not want to be the woman staying home with the children. Yeah. I knew you I- You didn't want to deal with the you at home? No, <laughs> I, no. I did not want to, I knew I wanted to have a business. I wanted to have a life. Um, I knew I didn't want to get married to make it. I yeah. didn't, I needed, I wanted to make it on my own. And I knew that at a very, very young age. So, um, business has always been something that has been a huge interest of mine. And one thing I do want to be clear about with what you had said was anytime that I would always, my parents taught me at a very young age, you are who you hang around. So I would always find the smartest person in the room, or I would always, anytime I've taken an education class, I go straight to the teacher. How can I be of help? How can I be of service? Nothing is too good for me to do. I get my hands dirty. You're not above it. No, no, no. I'll be sitting there in the back of my store while they're standing there and I will clean the toilet. I have Mm -hmm. no problem with that. You know, I want people to see that whatever I ask of anybody, I will do myself. It's just uh, smarter and I'm more beneficial in other areas than to clean a toilet. You can make better money with me and I could be of better service to you. You know what I mean? So I'll do it if I can. There's certain things Maddie does or certain things Mike does or Evan does that I don't do well. And like you said, not the best use of my time. Not the best use. Like, I don't want to fold towels. But I don't want to go, I don't want to go all into the business yet. Yeah. So Point Borough, went to Point Borough High School. Went to Point Borough High School. I was, I went to cosmetology school. Um, when I was in high school, I knew that, you know, I didn't really have Yo, the Phil, best. Phil, can I get that lighter? 
I didn't really have the best experience in high school. I've gotten a lot of, um, I guess I, I've gotten bullied a lot. Uh, I've been put down a lot. I've been, so I've always walked a path. Uh, I think a lot of people get bullied in high school and, but it does impact you, especially at that age. I just never really gave a shit. Yeah. And I never really liked people. And I knew that I always said too, at a young girl, like I didn't realize how evolved my thinking was. You know, I didn't understand, you know, my mom. I want to touch on that. My mom, I didn't, my mom's a great, beautiful woman, you know, but she got married at a young age, had kids and she had to get married to get out of the house. It was a different life back then. And I didn't understand that you know, she just wasn't sure who she was. I was an artist, so I said, my mom's translucent, because she did, I didn't know how to explain it. And, um, but she didn't, she didn't know who she was as a woman, and I didn't want that. I didn't want to, you know, go in and have to deal with any of that, you know. So, anyway, so with high school, um, I went to cosmetology school, and then I... After cosmetology school, I worked in Monmouth County, in salons in Monmouth County. I always wanted to be in the best salons. I wanted to learn, you know, the best, all the best trade secrets. I wanted to know, you know, tips and tricks. The best, uh, you know, whenever I would go into a salon, I would always go to the best person to get my hair done, my eyebrows done, my nails done, and I would study everything and then I would go home and I would emulate it just retaining it I want to everything. bring you back for a second yeah and this is something that I do and 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 for those of you out there like I don't sit here like a victim card like I got ADHD I don't look at it like I got some crazy disease I look at it as a superpower and what I realized I always hung out with older people mm-hmm. same I always already was 10 steps ahead of people not because mm-hmm. I was trying to outflank them or be tactful I just think so much because my mind's so active. So you had known more than you realized you knew at a young age because you were just thinking so much. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people think thinking is a bad thing, right? Don't get stuck in your own thoughts. I think being in your own thoughts and thinking about your surroundings and not just sitting there going, oh, that's bad or that's good, but just taking in what do I want my life to be like whether it be in business or how I visualize it as a married person or how I visualize it when I'm 45, we should be thinking about that stuff when you're 15, 17, 21, and you start to become of the age where you start to think about these things like business. We talked before we were on camera. You were five years old, you know, in your Barbie house at your house, pretending you owned the salon. My playroom. I turned my playroom into a... Um, into a nail salon and I had coffee. I had everything. I even made my parents stay in the bedroom because they would talk to my clients and my clients would never leave. I was like, oh my God, you guys can't come out. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. And I made great money. And, um, and I was a- How old were you? Fifth grade. So however old you are in fifth grade. Did you have real clients or were they imaginary? No, real clients. And when I went to get my, my fake ID when I was 19, my one of my clients from my house was like Alexis, and I was like, "Oh no!" Hold on, time out. Yeah, she was my client. So wait, I thought you were like like Colton plays dinosaurs or Colton plays excavating. Yeah, no, you you were having legit clients. Legit clients, women. And what were you doing? Nails. Their nails. Yeah, I would do their nails for twenty five dollars. I was using all Back Scratchers products, so that's a, a product line. It was like one of the nicest high end product lines of 
that time for nails, so it was wraps. And usually they would go for $60 in a salon, and I only charged 25 because in my eyes as a young girl, I was doing stuff out of my house. So that right there. Which your parents pay for. Right. So you can't, you know, that you can't, you're in a house, you're not in an establishment. So that cheapens you. I was underage, so I felt like I didn't, I couldn't charge because I was too young and I just didn't have a voice. And, um, and I wasn't licensed. And I think that's where I got, you know, for me, it's like you go to school. I don't, I don't try to do anything with anyone. And you had said this before, like if somebody comes up and there's something that I want from them, I'm clear in my communication on my intent. So, you know, right away. Yeah. And that's why I said it was, it was not the best choice of words, but you know, I'm the same way. I'm intentional. I'm getting into your sphere. Yeah. I'm going to add value as well. But I'm I'm here to to learn this, this, and this. Absolutely. I'm a straight shooter and I give credit where credit is due. And I feel like, you know, sometimes people lack that. But for me, when it comes down to the relationships that I build and the people that I can call upon, I roll with the right people. Mm -hmm. You know, the rest of the people maybe need a little bit more vetting. Mm -hmm. And um, that was where I was wrong in my integrity and business. But I also had some personal things going on, which, you know, we'll get into that. You know, I needed a minute. Yeah. You know, I'm one. Sometimes we always do. I'm one girl. I have, you know, two stores um, and it's a lot. And I have three rents and I'm one person. So we're jumping around and it's my fault. But I want to bring you back to the. ADD and ADD. ADD and ADHD. It's bad. (laughs) But in, in in fifth grade. Yeah. You're doing these nails. How long did you do that for? Um forever you know I did it for quite a so did you just bank a ton of cash by the time you were 18 you just said no because I would buy all of the nail products you're just buying everything wasting it all I mean at $25 like one of the striper brushes were like $14.99 the San Francisco striper brush which was amazing yeah and whatever that means it's like yeah, but the lady knew me, the owner, and I would always talk with her, and she would send me home with stuff because she. Do you still talk to any of those people today when you were that young? Um, I still talk to my one former uh, business owner. When I became a business owner, I actually called her and I apologized for the way I was when I was 19. And she was like, You were 19. And I was like, Still. I have to apologize. Isn't it crazy when you look back? I just said this, me and Matt Vincent, the, the prior guest. Yeah. I was saying, I at the time, I truly was angry at certain people when they corrected me or they went after me. But then when I look back on my life at that time, like I said, I can't even identify with that kid anymore. I was so bottled in anger and energy and just the complete wrong mindset on school or towards my bosses. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't love authority. You look back now, and you're like, damn, like, I, I, I should have done that, or I was such an asshole. But what's funny is a lot of those people are teachers, Mr. Kelly, Mr. McKnight. Mr. Kelly. Uh, Mr. Kelly, Richard Kelly, yeah. great dude. Um, a bunch of these these guys and, and women, like, they want to come on the show. You know, they're teachers still, some of them, and they have certain things they can't do, but... I want to have them back on and, and just talk to them nowadays of like, hey, look who Ryan is. But they all loved me. You know, yeah. I thought they hated me because I was such a. Because they understand. They're they teachers. Do. And they know it's it's um, just transference of your anger from something else that's going on, you know, but and that's the difference. And they took a chance, you know, and 
But if they saw you now, I'm sure they would love that. But, and they do, and they follow me online, and it's really cool to see. And I, and, I'm, and I want all of them to know that, you know, I am still a product of what they did do, whether Absolutely. I liked what they did or not. And, I, you know, I like to give nuggets. You know, sometimes the show gets off on random tantrums. But for the young person out there who doesn't love school, who is troubled, who maybe wasn't troubled but just hated school and they didn't find their way to college and you want to be somebody who answers to your fucking self only because that's what entrepreneurship is that's what business ownership is is having fucking accountability for yourself extreme ownership another book everybody should read by Jocko because at times I find myself yelling at Matt or I find myself yelling at Mike it's back on you Ryan you didn't set them up for success so at a young age Just put accountability on yourself and don't listen to any other bullshit you've been through and go for what you want to go for. It doesn't matter if you were a bad student or a good student and you just don't want to go to college. Go after what you want. It's radical acceptance in all areas of your life. And that is for me like... Uncomfortable. No. No. It's just something you have to do. Uh, What's uncomfortable... To a lot of people, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I started my life work again. We had gone over this when I was 24. So I've gotten very used to um, sitting in the shit because I know from uncertainty, that's where the magic happens. And um, it's sitting with that in in solitude. And when you don't know what to do, you do nothing. Mm -hmm. You don't stay paralyzed. You know, I suffer with that, too, which is very, very hard because I'm a go-getter. You know, I'm, I'm there. I'm always, like, I'm on it. You know, and then I get... But you don't have to make knee-jerk reactions. You don't have to do never reactions. To be imp- no, you cannot be impulsive, and you, cannot, you can't be erratic yep. in any decisions. You have to sit with it. Um, any good thing, you know, a lot of times when I was first starting my business, and I think as a young girl, you know, for me, I didn't know how I was going to make it because I was listening to everybody else around me and I was literally slipping through the cracks. And I would have like, I always was in my head, you know, I have a photogenic memory, like I- You had the vision, but everybody else is like, no, do it this way, do it that way, do it this way. I never told anybody. You you just, you just were holding on to it. I literally have, I don't speak, I keep it all in here and I figure it out and I watch. Now it's interesting, do you not speak because you don't feel the right set of words are gonna come to you or? It's not the people for it. Th- they're not gonna be able to retain it or they accept can't, it. I'm not gonna dilute whatever it is because people, you know, you tell them an idea or this and then it, you get the automatic, oh, no, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna hear it. Yeah. So I just keep it for me because it's annoying. Yeah. You know, if anybody else like tells me something, I'm like, that's amazing. And let's see how, like, maybe we can make it better or let's get you there faster. You know, like, you have to take initiative. You have to step into the take unknown. Take action. You have to take action. You have to show up when you don't Small want to. Small steps every day. That Little steps. You know how much I ran into that when I started this? You know how many people were like, that's stupid, not going to work? Some of the people closest to me, and, and listen, some of those people close to me yeah. are worried about, you know, my family and worried about me paying my bills and... You got to take the risk, though. uh, You got to take the risk as a business owner and entrepreneur. And you know what? No one else can see your vision as crystal clear as you. So to them, you're saying one thing and it's here and they're hearing this over here, which is totally not. So to your point, the difference is, though, you know, they're here and you're you're here. But it comes from. Yeah, it's in your soul. It's in your heart. It's what you know. 
So bringing us back along, young girl did it up until you were 19, and you were doing it out of your house at 19, quote unquote, allegedly illegal. No, uh, no that was not, that's not when, I, 19 is when I had gotten my, my license. And then um, in 2009, I was working, so I was 29, I'm 80, 29. So, yeah, 29. So I, the salons um, that we were in, the IRS seized all their assets. Mm -hmm. And they closed their doors. They had two different salons. They said the one salon um, was going to stay open, and we didn't get four of our paychecks. So there was four paychecks we didn't get. I lived on my own. My rent was a thousand dollars, and it was like I had moved out to get out of my parents' house. Um, I also was engaged at the time. My first engagement. I've had two engagements that I broke, but. Uh, and I lived on my own and I had just, you know, started another job and it was like there was no money and I still managed to figure it out. Maybe I ate ramen noodles sometimes. Um, nobody knew. That like, resilience, that resiliency is, is what you need to be as a business owner. Yeah. There's always resilience. And I'm sorry, like if you're 29, 30 years old, you can't get together $1,200, yeah. like there's something wrong. Yeah, it's sad. You should be able to well, figure Biden's it out. Well, Biden's going to send it to him anyway, so they're, right. they're Gucci. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. but, so, so at that time, you went into your apartment or so wherever I, you were renting. I turned, so I turned my apartment into my business. I So they the salon closed, and I saw what was going on around me, and I saw, you know, in salons, like, I always, I had a goal for a certain amount of money when I was 17 years old, and but I wanted to start doing hair, and I just loved everything about my industry. I can figure it out, the connection with women, making women feel good, but it's more on like a soulful level too, because I saw everything that I went through as a young girl, and I saw what other women had done to me, and I also saw when I went into salons that I would spend a ton of money, and my soul felt like it was ripped out of me and I was exhausted. I needed to sage, my head was like the chatter. I didn't want to offer that. I didn't want to be like some of the bosses that I had. You know, after that one salon closed, the other salon that I was working in, I got told by the woman that she was, uh, she was wet back in that white girl and she put her hands on me a few times. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's what I was dealing with. And I'm like, I'm letting these people control my life when I know I know how to do this. Better. Better yeah. than them. You know, and then I went to uh, you know, I went to school for eyelashes, which changed my life, you know, and she told me it wasn't conducive for her business. And, you know, I left and there I was like, you know what? I went home that day and I said, I'm going to shop in your apartment. I'm I'm going to I went on Google and I said, I'm going to create a business. I, you know, an LLC, you know, it was, a, I think $125. I formed an LLC, you know, I came up with the name embellish you in like 15 minutes. But I, even, even that action, right? Yeah. So nuggets for people watching that are trying to grow like simple stuff, like set up an LLC can be you know, a, a daunting task, right? It could seem so much bigger than it really is. Just start. When, like, dude, Research. they have, like, AI now that's coming out through, like, I think it's Facebook, right? The AI, Evan would know this, where you can, like, type into the AI and it's literally going to take you how to, like, write the code. And, I like, have it. for my So in my system, I have yeah, online. What's it called? Um, well, it's a, for me, it's um, AI Reach. So it's literally, they it can write up stuff like I... 
I had done it. I have uh, online booking, which I've always had online booking. I have an app for seven years. Like I was set up for COVID before COVID. Is it Brandon underneath your name or is it Brandon underneath the app? Uh, embellish you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but you can put in like micro needling and it comes up and it says everything. Uh, not to the detail uh, that is for me that I prefer, but, but it, it simplifies still, it. Yeah. But it's still something. Yeah. It's still putting something out there. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's amazing. So we have like online booking, then you have, you know, um, the reach program, which is like drop drip campaigns, you know, if somebody hasn't been in or if you're trying to fill like a slow spot or you're having just a special with somebody that's new. Yeah, so um, to our point, technology is I mean, insane. So if you can't go figure out how to start an LLC and you did that back however many years ago, like 2012, this so. is what people need to pay attention to. And you have been able to make a ton of money. You've had tough years. You've gone the vacations you wanted to do. You've done dinners, drinks, the way you wanted to live. Like, here's a perfect example of somebody who was cop as a father, and I love police officers and I back the blue, but they are not entrepreneur-minded people. And then you have the stay-at-home mom. So you were somebody that had a vision, you have this situation go on, you go and set up shop right in your apartment. What happens after that? There was a, a quote-unquote hater or a neighbor or somebody called on you? Well, yeah, so there was, um, you know, and I never, I never have disclosed this because number one, I'm just not like a me too person and I'm never going to let anybody know that you got me because you didn't get me. Yeah. You woke the sleeping bear. Yeah, you're not Don't done poke. yet. You didn't come back across my desk for you to send a missile yet. Yeah. No, I could care less. Thank you. Thank you for putting me out there, you know, but there was, um, but I would never have done that to my worst enemy because if anybody knew what I was dealing with at, in, at home, you would never do that to another human being. Well, some, some people would, unfortunately. Well, then you should, you should like see me on the street and come and have a conversation with me. I yeah. welcome that. So you were going through a lot of tough times at your parents' house that you did not want to go back to. That was your That was why. never an option. You wanted to escape that. I used to tell people that all the time. This is sink or swim for me. There's no option going back home. So when I was a little girl, like, you know, I would envision like myself slipping through cracks, literally just wood. And I'm like turning into water. I was fluid and I would fall through. So were you taking shrooms? No, I just I'm always in my head. So then my little. um, So like when I was a little girl, like I'd always think of this mouse on a unicycle. I don't know, it was stupid. And that's what I would have in my head. And I was a mouse on a unicycle churning some oil, turning it to butter, rising to the top. And I was like, if I stop, because I don't want to kill the animal, like, you know, even though I'm wearing a fox, but, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like... Looks great, by the way. Thank you. Um, But, you know, it was just like, you can't stop. You just have to keep going. Like, you just have to keep going and rise to the top. And eventually, you know, there was a lot of dark around me. And I knew that... I just had to keep going. And eventually I would work out the dark. Like I was raised by, you know, I have a whole family of police officers, you know, President State Trooper in New Jersey, Port Authority. So my dad was a Port Authority police officer, which is one of the highest paid. He did like all the recovery work for 9-11. He was like, um, he's been in a few books. He's known as a Point Pleasant hero. So he was always a hero in my eyes. I watched my father get up every single day, go to work, work hard. 
he did the grind. He would tell me about money. He would teach me about saving. He was like, you're just your social security number. You're nothing but a number. Like, you know, so he really instilled that in me. Um, and then, you know, when I, my family, unfortunately, we had, you know, there was like the huge, you know, drug epidemic that was going on. And um, unfortunately, you know, we had gone through that and what I had in my family. It was, it was in my neighborhood. I mean, probably it was one about of the- eight to 12 kids I grew up with have, you know, unfortunately passed on yeah. due to drug use during that time. So, and thank God, you know, we brings a lot of shit to, to a family. It does. And it was one of the hardest things, um, that I probably had ever dealt with. But during that time when that one salon closed, um, there weren't any really good salons. So I actually got a job with Meridian and I would go into all the hospitals. There was like five or six different hospitals. So like in Ocean County, Red Bank, Jersey Shore, uh, Monmouth Medical. And I would go and give pedicures and haircuts to people in hospice. No shit. And it was such a, it was such a humbling experience to be with people and family members when you know you're giving them their last pedicure, their last haircut. You're getting involved in conversations and working alongside doctors that truly humbled me. Gives you perspective. Such perspective. Real quick. And it set me up for what I was about to go through with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, I loved where I, even though I was working for that one salon in Bayhead, I loved where I was. Financially, I hated where I was. But mentally and physically, I loved where I was. And I was 30 years old. I'm now 42. And then I got a call one day that my mom had overdosed. Mm-hmm. And my world crumbled. Shook. Shook. I never knew. And that, that was before I started my business. So then I had left there because that, you know, that former, you know, business owner, it just wasn't good. It, it just was very unhealthy. Um, so I started my business in that time, you know, and, uh, someone ratted you out. Yeah. There was actually a letter going around that Alexis Smith and uh, the address of embellish you is, uh, reaping the rewards of having a business without having to pay her dues. We must align and take her down. So a letter like in other salons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Then someone hired a private detective to sit outside of my house and um, intimidate me. So I don't know your story. I don't know these other people. Yeah. And I can't defend your actions or theirs. But what I'll state is if you're that sad of a business owner that you think that taking down this one person is going to make you feel better or is it going to teach you a real lesson? Or is it going to impact those customers coming back to you? Like, you are focused on the wrong thing and you have the complete wrong mindset. But you took it, and I don't want to spend a ton of more time on this. Yeah. You took it and turned it into a situation that you were grateful for. Talk Absolutely. about that quickly. Yeah, so anytime I ever face any adversity, for me, um, I like to find the silver lining. There's always something you're going to get out of it. You may not see it, but it will be there. It will be a blessing in disguise. But I truly like when I'm when I come across something, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I may not like this, but there I know that there's a higher good and I trust the process. The universe is not going to give it to you, you know, but 
I've taken radical accountability and acceptance for everything in my life. We so have to. I've built up that momentum. So I've looked at things that, you know, when I look in the mirror, who looks back at me in my eyes, I love who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm clear. I see that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have in those 22 years I've been doing Not my always, life work. Not always, maybe. Correct. Not always. But it, the, de the detours, they become shorter. And then you acknowledge it and you know where you're at of your integrity. You get and out of your bad patterns. You get out of your bad patterns. And for me, and it's like now, you know, like last year and now with this year, it's like, I'm going to wait. You know, you, you come correct or don't come at all. And I'm going to wait. Like, I don't have any more neck to stick out for people. I need somebody to show me that you're the value that you are going to have and that we're going to be on the same page. Other than that, I'm not moving forward. I got a question for you. Would you rather be loved or trusted? Trusted. With exactly. trust comes love. So if someone comes to you and you're able to trust them, mm -hmm. that's something you can move forward with in a business style relationship, whether that be owner to employee or partner per se in business. Yeah, trust is huge. Um, and that's the thing. It's being clear on who you are. And, you know, not only I don't I don't speak just to speak. I speak when needed. And when I speak, I'm going to say something good and that's it. I don't really care to give my opinion on things. I don't care, you know, anything that has happened to me. You know, I couldn't, it was great for me when that had happened because I couldn't go out in public for about four years. You, I couldn't, I couldn't even say my name when I met somebody. In four years, why? Because what my family had gone through really broke me. Oh, inside, internally. So you were just embarrassed. Shame. Shame, yeah. But it wasn't my shame. Yeah, it wasn't your shame. It's not my shame, and I'm good with that. And, I, yeah. and I'm proud. Mm -hmm. I'm actually proud. I'm proud of my family. Mm -hmm. We went through shit, and but we're straight. Yeah, and you're still together. We're still together. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, we went through it. It was dark, and I was like, you know what? No one's going to take that from me. Anybody, because anybody can say whatever they want about you. It doesn't matter, because you know what? I probably already said it. Yeah. I own, I own it. Yeah. I know how. So what are you going to do? I'm critical of myself. Yeah. What are you, what are you going to. I gonna own my shit. That's it. What are you going to possibly say to me that I haven't already said? Yeah. Like, and when you have that and you accept that about yourself, nobody can do anything. You're an open book. Well, that's, that's the growth. That's the, that's yeah. the, the, the removing of the ego. You want to leave some ego there because it takes ego to drive and do good things, especially as yeah. an entrepreneur. Um, but you want to make sure that the bad ego is removed as much as possible. You know, there's nothing wrong. I just think that right now you have to be compassionate and you really have to see too and like take personal accountability. There's things that I check in with every day. How do I feel when I leave a space with someone? Um, also too... Am I anxious? Am I chippy? Am I annoyed now? Am I frustrated? Did yes, I like that? Because you know, just because I have the tools to do the work, if I need to shed my energy of someone else's energy, I personally don't appreciate it because I already have enough on my plate. So don't come to me, you know, and it's just being emotionally responsible for yourself. Well, it's getting your emotions in check, which is sometimes and at times not the easiest thing to do. All right, so jumping back in, I took a little break. I needed a new scar. I think these are actually from Chris Eger. These are nice, 10th anniversary. Really good, thanks, Chris. Um, so, 
as we remove that ego, we mature as adults and you start to have more empathy and you start to look at things differently. So I want to move the story along onto you opening your place. So that goes on, letter goes around. One month later, you need to make money. You open a shop right up here on Arnold Ave in Point Pleasant Beach. You were 29 still or were you 30 at the time? It was 2012. I mean, wait, 2012. So I was 22. 22. No, 32. 32, yeah. So at that time, 32, you open up your first shop here in Point Pleasant Beach. No, 32. No, it was 2016. Sorry. So from the letter, then the town was called. The town then shut me down. And then a month later. So Embellish You was uh, May 28th, 2012. The LLC was formulated. And then uh, September 15th, 2016, I started the shop. The shop. And then 17, I opened Manasquan. Yeah, so... And I opened the shop, and then I went to school for permanent cosmetics, which was a whole other career, which I didn't realize it was a whole other career, and you needed another store. That was a whole other... So hold on, time out. Yeah. So moving into this shop, after you had all this go on, someone told on you, they came, and you said you can't operate a business here. You're now, obviously, you know... For most people, logically thinking, I got to go lay out money for a lease, right? A lot of times they want two months up front mm-hmm. and a security deposit. Mm-hmm. So you're coming out of pocket almost three months mm-hmm. on rent. Then you have to actually either furnish the store, you have to bring additional tools. What did you do at that point? Did you just kind of start with the basics? So during that time, no, because I don't do anything like that. Um, so The essentials. Yeah, no, so I did a build out in the store. Um, We did, or I did framing. Um, I did framing, plumbing, I mean, all new lighting. It was a drop ceiling, it's a whole new ceiling. Um, The water heater was in the bathroom, so I actually put a water heater in where all the, um, you know, the other water heaters are for the- The building. The building, yeah. And then I ran it through into the store. So I just, I did a lot of different structural, you know, upgrades. That's a lot of work and a lot of money. It was a lot of money, but what do you think and you I got was, that done in a month? Um, maybe it was a little bit more. Honestly, I don't, it was such Call a... two months. That's a yeah. lot to accomplish in two months. It that was, was a, a determined it, individual. Well, I, the, the thing is this, when I first started my business out of my home, I did it a little bit differently. So I already... I already did, I already had my website, I already had my app, I had my, um, my, my system, my POS system. Um, I had a full book of business. So I literally was, I wasn't opening up like how most people do in a brick and mortar and, you know, years ago before the internet. And you're like, come to me. I already came with a full book, everything ready to go, locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. So I then just put my stuff, I turned, I took everything out of my apartment and I turned my apartment into a salon. So then I moved that stuff into my salon. And it was, uh, I actually did nails at the time. So I had a manicure, pedicure station and I had one lash bed and I had a makeup area and a spray tan unit. Um, I still have that spray tan unit. I still have that piece. Um, But as far as everything else, I got, um, you know, 
three more beds. So I have four beds and each bed has a biomat on it, which is FDA approved as a medical device. So everything in my salon, I wanted to keep that essence of the clients really loved that exclusive luxury experience. So I wanted to keep that. Yeah, Matt um, and I came in there and I was like, this place is like a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. So you have to use a buzzer. I love the whole idea of it being like a speakeasy. You know, it's by appointment only. Nice um, hot towels when you walk in. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's uh, all your senses are invigorated and it's um, it's a really great experience for a woman because, again, touching back on what we spoke on before, you know, I want their soul. There's feel, always feel right about it all. I yes, because it comes from the inside and whatever they're working on, I can usually sense. And when you're laying on the biomat, it's a warmed crystal heated bed. That's a medical device. And mm-hmm. usually they have them in a lot of wellness places. Um, and it's like a little bit over a dollar a minute just to lay on them. So they come with all of my services. So through my spiritual work when I was in my 30s, through everything with my family, I used to do a lot of work on these mats. And I said, I need to have this. I need, so all of that spiritual work that I did on myself. I now bring it to my store because that's how I want women to honor themselves. I mm-hmm. want them to take a minute or men, you know, um, to take a minute and just teaching them mindful practices to come back to self, to check in and understand where things are going, you know. And when you said before about being in your head, it's OK to be in your head. Just don't be in that maze. Don't be stuck in don't that. Don't try to figure it out. You can't. Yeah. Sometimes you can't or you just, it's those those yeah. thoughts Let that. Let it come to you. Or journal it. You know, I just started journaling because I have so many different thoughts and then you understand which ones are more important, which ones are maybe not so important. You so know? Fireside has a newsletter. So if you have not signed up for it, get in there and sign up for it. You'll receive those. But I didn't realize that the journaling I do, so if a a thought comes to my head, uh, a lot of times it's when I'm in the sauna Mm -hmm. or I'm out on a walk by myself at 5 a.m. or it's sitting back here watching a football game and this thought comes in that's either a deep thought of something I went through that I have now learned and apply it to business or it's just a really cool creative thought or, or idea. And like, especially the ones where like something comes to me and I'm fired up and I'm like writing that out. You're like writing down those emotions as well as the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something that, and I'm not a big writer per se, um, but I never thought I'd write a book. And maybe when my story is, you know, coming closer to the end, maybe I really will because you do get a lot out of that. So I challenge people, that's a nugget, to do that for yourself. Try it out. Absolutely. Yeah, because you're actually you're putting that thought and that emotion down on paper and now you're getting rid of it. And then you could also go back and see when something is going on, you know, what is going on in your life. So you can, again, take that personal inventory um, moving forward. If you're not putting it down, chopping it up, chewing on it, kicking it around with the people you love and trust, are you really growing? I think a lot of us just go through life and. You know, we have a ton of distractions that just come because life is extremely busy. Um, And then a lot of us look for distraction, right? Because we don't want to handle our shit. We don't want to have growth. And I think life will give you that distraction to see, too, also, like, if you are ready for what 
life is about to What's give next, you. Yeah. For what is next. Are you capable? So you showed that you were ready for what was next for you. Absolutely. You went in and, and, and a, let's call it a month and a half's time, built out a whole entire, mm-hmm. if I can call it salon, mm-hmm. uh, I call it a spaceship. Yeah. And really. Lifestyle boutique. Yeah. And really took this high-end boutique and were able to really take your vision in your head, you put down on paper, and then execute it for the people who are coming through your doors. That's that's pretty impressive. That person that wrote the letter did you the best favor that you could because she Absolutely. lit a fire under your ass, and I'm just guessing it's a she or he, whoever it was. Yeah. But they lit a fire under your ass mm-hmm. that no one else did. And I had that in my life many times where it was like, oh, you don't fucking think I got it? Watch this, motherfucker. Watch me. I've been 10 steps ahead. Yeah. So I get it. That is awesome. So you now have been open for Ten 13 year, years ten, there? No, uh, seven seven years there because then four years out of my house. And then you years. have the second location in Manasquan on Main Street. Which was 2017, March 27th, 2017. And you I now passed, still have both. I passed my inspection and I still have both, yes. Um, legally in the state of New Jersey. Uh, one is governed under the Board of Health. The other is governed under the Board of Cosmetology. Is that because of the microblading? Um, that's just the tattooing. Well, bloodborne uh, pathogens. Mm-hmm. So the spores in the air, obviously, you want You don't want anything. You, you want it to be very clinical. Mm-hmm. Um, but that translates the clinical. Like, my store is very, very, very clean. Everything is. And that's why, you know, the reputation as well, um, just a cleanliness. So that always, it's safer for. So you had to separate it. I had to separate it. You All know, right. some some of the laws have changed uh, more recently with some of the openings of the um, the Sola Suites. So there's like these huge, big uh, mall type um, places where you can open up one salon that is a hundred square foot. Mm-hmm. So an artist can go out on their own. So there you go, taking something I have heard other barbers and and salon owners talk about. Um, Maybe not so much negatively, but in a way that it, it looked like something that could take from them. Mm-hmm. You're looking at it as an opportunity because you can then operate that way inside of your facility and have it turn more Possibly. Cash. I mean, it would be nice. I'm going to see if maybe I can take my disadvantage and use it to my advantage within, if I could combine the two, absolutely. They yeah, save some rent and cost. Yeah, and just also, too, it's really hard to, because... There, there's, there's standards and there's expectations that I do have. You know, um, I do run a tight ship. I do expect, you know, right. And especially right now, you know, everybody has been put through so much and the conversation needs to be different and people are more discerning. Every, there's a lot going on with the economy and money. My women and my clients, they are queens. I open oh, the, the door. They ring a buzzer. They get buzzed in. I will always open the door for them when they leave. They don't have to touch a thing. Everything is thought of. And you really have to make that so important when you're dealing with clients. All about them. What is the conversation you're having? It's not about you. It's not about you. You know what I mean? And that's where I always excelled because I love that human connection. I love it. And I met some of the most amazing women. And that's why. So this is why you had a ton of success. And you continue to, but moving this segment on, you had these businesses up and running. You built great structure. You said, I 
have a lot going on. This has been a ton of investment, sacrifice. I'm pretty burnt out and I really have found the love for teaching. So you went and took some online courses yourself and then you went and embarked on that journey of becoming a professor, uh, a beauty queen, you know, beauty connoisseur, beauty connoisseur. I could totally geek out on my, whatever you want to geek out on. Yeah. But you went to this very high standard school. Mm -hmm. They hired you, brought you in. Talk a little bit about why you wanted to do that. And then we're going to jump back into the business and kind of what happened with that. So um, I love, there's nothing more that I love and why I got into business. um, Why I did it for myself was why I got into business was because everything that was going around on around me, I knew I could do it better. And I wanted to just have that peace. I didn't want to have to answer to anybody. Mm -hmm. And because most of the time, really what they were saying, I felt completely different about. Yeah, that's hard to do. Right. And I always would talk back. So, um, you know, you no way. So then when I decided that I won't even call or text you anymore, (laughs) he's got to schedule something. (laughs) What was that word that he said? <laughs> I forget. Kirill DeVille, I think he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so when I started out of my, my house, and that's kind of with what's going on right now, I was a solopreneur. And when I came into a brick and mortar, one of the hardest things, and I think this will be hard for some of the younger girls, because you do want to create community. And it is really nice when you have people that are like-minded and If you could think about it more collectively in a sense where everybody's making money. All boats rise with the tide. All boats rise, yes. It's hard to get people on that same wavelength. Yes, because they're always looking at what somebody else has or, you know, I took a little bit of a step away because I've been holding, I've been carrying my business for um, all these years, two, two of them, and everything that went on with my family and then, you know, employees and everything like that. So when I finally get someone... That is the natural progression of what is supposed to happen in business. So, you know, I then give away the book of business, you know, but the hardest thing with the being a solopreneur is then getting that community, Mm -hmm. which you're kind of limiting yourself because at the end of the day, you want to do giving everything away now. You're well, you want to be doing what you could be doing to maximize your time or and your income. what you want to be doing most. That's what, what it should you, be. Yeah. What and, you're best at and what you want to do. And then at that time, when you, you look at your business and you scale and you say, okay, now I can hire somebody to do this, right? So now you have an assistant that does your laundry or you have a receptionist where I have online booking. For me, I chose online booking because that was the way of the future. You know, I was one of the first salons that had online booking and had an app. Yeah, but but as you scale all of this, it's a lot. But you should know when you're in your business, you should know a little bit of everything. So Mm -hmm. you know exactly what's going on because if you think you're going to hire somebody to take care of your stuff and you don't know what's going on, they're going to take it right out from under you. I, I actually think I'm very, very good at that. But you see what's going on. I, I, I may not be very good at it. I may not like it, but I right. know the overall helicopter view. I talk about it all the time. And you have to so know So you it. can't fool me. Exactly. And you also, if you're not doing it properly, that's going to hold back the rest of the team. You know, right. you're only as strong as your weakest link. Right. So knowing 
a good amount about 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 your business and then being a very good delegator is what makes you a good business owner if you can keep the culture right which is hard to do especially nowadays because everybody and it's a social media culture i have a podcast i use social media as a tool a lot of people are like ryan wants me 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 yeah of course i love eyes because i want to convert them to dollars to allow me to live the lifestyle and i want to help people right right so it's a self-promotion world but that also brings other problems for employers. Right. Because people want to go do their own thing. They see others out there doing it every day, especially in your space or the barber space. Like, it's really hard to manage those personalities. Extremely difficult. So I could see it being very stressful for you. And the, the morale and the, the standards of some people, you know, could be a little questionable sometimes, you know. That happens. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. And I'm sure they can, everybody could sit there and say, you did this or you did that. Oh, I mean. Especially with women, and I don't want to make this about women. I'll probably get canceled after this. But, like, you know, women typically talk more about other women and having big personalities in a, in a space is, again, very difficult to manage. It can be very difficult to manage. See, I don't, for me, that's not who I am. So that's not going to be in my space. I feel like I've been in business long enough. Um, and I've also built up enough momentum that that kind of works out. The universe basically takes organically care. Organically happens. It organically happens. The universe takes care of like when someone's not supposed to be in my space, like I know what's going on. You know, yeah. I start creating walls. And you they know, feel it. I suffocate you. Yeah, and they and feel you, it. And then you're out. You know what I mean? But it, I know what I'm getting involved in, you know. Um, but as far as the trajectory of business uh, and scaling it, it's not with employees. You know, everybody wants to be out on their own. And I know the value that I have. I love creating jobs. I love watching the girls that worked with Embellish You that joined. I love watching them grow. Mm. Unfortunately, I never got the opportunity for them to come to me and say, thank you, and this is what I'm going to do, and have that courage. You know, so what I built, I actually didn't get to really appreciate. Feel your full vision you have. Yes, because all I want is for them. I'm like, let's go, let's go. Let's all win together. So I still have such a passion, and I have so much to offer, and like other people, and for me, I it was huge for me. My success and my stability from what I came from, I always measured that within my business. That's what my success and my stability was. And then COVID taught me that my success and my stability is all right here. Yeah. You know, so it's all within me. You can take my business away. And I know that I can. You can go win anywhere doing anything. Plus, if you're from Jersey, straight up, you could go anywhere and make a lot of money. Yeah, you could just thousand percent work hard if you could talk and you're good with relationships. Well, you went and did this teaching. You you stepped away from your business, which you had great structure, but there was maybe some people inside your business that had other plans for themselves. And again, I have nothing against those people either. A lot of times, people who want to go win for themselves, I do see people who become frustrated with them. But there's a way to do something. 
right? There's so, couth, there's class. Yeah, there's, there's couth, there's class. I'm the type of guy that I'm gonna punch you in the mouth with it. And it may put you on your heels, yeah. but you got the truth from me. Right. And I wish more people respected that because if more people in this world, especially you know the United States of America, I love it, this, this show is about freedom. Like if you were just fucking truthful with the other person standing in front of you, your wife, your husband, your brother, your sister, whoever it may be, like we would be a better place. Right. And the other person on the receiving end needs to accept that, right? I got to deliver it properly, but you need to accept it. Don't be offended by it. You know, if you're offended by it, that's you. Right. But at least I'm hitting you with the truth. So because then if, you understand and I see it so much going on. You understand and what then you to root do. For that person. You want them to go win if they came to you the right way. Even if I don't have any relationship, I may I may not talk to you, but I'm still going to wish you well because I don't I and I encourage young girls and women to do this. Like try to do better. You know, when you see another girl, don't be throwing her shade because mm-hmm. it's hard for everybody. Everybody. It's hard for everybody and like just clap. You don't have to like her or actually how about this why don't you use your words or look within yourself and do that work what is it yeah why am i saying this why am i saying this what yeah. is it about it's them? so true because then or it's ego i actually came across a, a situation um over the holidays and i did a little research because i said something's going on with this person right what's going on with them because normally i would never act like that as a business owner especially with other women i just would never and um, but when I looked and I checked in, I saw where her life was going, and it was fueled by pure ego because she was she was riding a wave right now, as she should. But you need to be humble about it because at any given moment, everything will change. A hundred percent. And your attitude that affects you, because never once. Because now I would never help anybody. Or well, her. it's it's funny. Earlier I was talking about it. Maybe it was on my walk or I was talking about it today with somebody that like the big guy upstairs, the universe didn't let me win early. Cause I see a lot of people who get success quick and I'm the last guy to say you didn't deserve it. But there's a lot of people that work for eight years and all of a sudden they're making seven figures. And in my opinion, it's too quick to make that money because you didn't grind enough. And again, whether it be the big guy upstairs whatever it is that you believe in, right? Right. They didn't want me to have that early because I was fueled with ego. I was fueled with piss and vinegar. I was still angry. I wasn't mature enough. And even my walk now, I know for a fact, this is definitely taking off. We are having success. People are paying attention. But I also know I ain't shit, right? I'm going somewhere. I have purpose and I will win. And I will take a fucking shit ton of people on my big wake with me positively, not a negative wake, a positive wake. But I also know there is people that much bigger than me. There's Joe Rogan's of the world with a podcast. So we who am have, I? We all have to start somewhere. Yeah, and, and tomorrow they could shut me down. But I know? love hearing you say that because literally you sound like me in my salon. And it's so crazy because I hope I get that back because I just lost that little bit of clap. I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in people. I'm disappointed in what, because it, it, it didn't happen. But I know... But with, with that, I wound up finding my love for teaching. And when I went to my first lash course, when I... Again, I'd be grateful for the, 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 <laughs> when the I tough went, thing yeah, you went through. Yeah, and when I went 
to my first lash course, the owner of the school asked me to teach right on the spot. What do you like about it so much? Like, I see your body language change when you're just like, hey, like, I'm about so to crush it about teaching. Like, what, what do you love about it so much? Is that giving, love, turn around and giving back? I just, yeah, I love watching. I love, like, interacting with the class. I love watching them get so inspired um, and their face light up when they get it, you know, in they have teaching. That aha moment. Yes, I love because there's so much to me there. It's not just, you know, it's the business side. It's the spiritual side. I've always wanted to be a mentor for young girls. I never, if you ever see me talking to a younger girl, you'll always see me down speaking to her, do you asking think, her. Do you think that you do that and you thoroughly enjoy it because you were talking to the younger you? I think because... Like you wanted more people to do that for the younger you. Yeah, like, and I saw, like, when I was a young girl and I saw the way girls treated me, I, I, I made a pact to myself. And I always said I would never treat a younger girl like that. I want to make a difference. I can yeah. make a difference. I love to leave... All I do is leave sparkle around. I smile. I give compliments. You know, it's not hard to make someone and be genuine about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or I could be... You know, there's a whole other side of me, too. I mean, there's many sides. Mm -hmm. There's many sides. Um, for the most part, I like to stay in that space. You know, it's... I think most people have many sides. They, yeah. you know, may not talk about it or be open about it, but we have our best foot forward, Ryan. We have punchy Ryan. We have, I'm you know... punchy Lex. Yeah, you know, you, you can... But that's you, different with business, and I think a business and a business owner or someone who has so much going on. You strive to put your best foot forward for your clients. But I also think once you're evolved too, you're going to show up a little bit differently. Someone can say something to me and I absolutely will not say a word. I already know the character I'm dealing with. Mm -hmm. I already know it's not, you know, and you just keep it moving. Yeah. You know, so that's, it's That's like, something that comes with maturity and controlling your emotions and all that. Exactly. So with teaching, you're watching these, these girls and guys get excited, get inspired, you then are kind of pulled back into your business due to employees leaving, having their riffs with you, you having their riffs with them. It kind of like took some some Gumption. fuel out of you, right? A lot. You were like, took the wind out of my damn, sails. I built this structure. Uh -huh. I sacrificed. I wish these people knew how much I sacrificed. And, and, and for those of you who don't understand what a small business owner goes through, I want you to be a small business owner, but there's a lot of you that can't be. Yeah. Because it's not it, for is, the week. it takes, <laughs> yeah. It's not for the weak. No. You need to have real grit. You yeah. need to have real hustle. Mm -hmm. And when you go all in, like what I'm doing right all now in. with the pit, with Keaton, with Fireside and WCC, like I, I've done it recently. I've done these little videos where it's like, dude, I took my poker chips and went like this. Yeah. Everything. I have a family. I have a house. I took everything along with everything. my energy yes. to go do something. And this is why I think people don't turn around and help people. And I want to write a newsletter on this. Because no one fucking helps them along the way. And then when they get there and they're <clears throat> on the helicopter looking back down on the sheep and that's what they fucking are. You are enslaved to corporate America. <clears throat> and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. There's a lot of people that have a ton of success there. But if you want to really be free and not answer to nobody, you have to hit a certain level of wealth. I don't give a shit what anybody says. You have to hit a certain level of fucking wealth. You could call it spiritual. You could say you find it without money. Let's see if you do the same shit I do in the next 15 years. When you're up there, you go, how the fuck am I going to go back down and help all them who said I couldn't do it, 
who didn't give me a fucking dime, who didn't give me their time of day to even listen to me talk about what I wanted to do. And that is what I'm not going to do. I'm all in on doing the right fucking thing and turning around and help people. And I promise you that that will bring me fucking dividends way more if I just kept fucking flying that helicopter past them. Right. And more people need to fucking do that. And they don't think that way. No. No, they don't think with the collective and, you know, and that's why I wanted to align, you know, when I got the job with, you know, Robert Fion schools and he's has, there's like five different schools. Um, it was a really, really great opportunity and it was nice to collab, you know, cause it's all about collaboration, right? Because you want to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to, over the last three years, I've tried to collaborate with, um, a few different businesses to do things together. And then I realized again, um, I was trying with something that was not, it, it's the energy. Didn't work. It, it wasn't reciprocated. So it was like, it didn't work. It's so gotta be the heart and arteries feeding it's each other. Yeah. So that's why I was like super stoked. Like when you had asked, I was like, wow, there are things that are coming back, you know? And I also know the guy upstairs, the universe, they know, you know, everything that I've done through my entire life, my intention, you know, and how I look at things. Um, but yeah, so when I got involved in, in teaching and again, I was going to do it, you know, on my own, but it's a lot of different things. So it's really nice to just collaborate with an amazing school um, and be able to give back and see where else this is going to lead me um, there. I love doing my services, you know, but I also worked six days a week and I was for working fi- for 15 hour days, you know, and I also know that's, you know, it it's my life suffered, my personal life suffered a lot. And then I finally built a, I built a schedule that could align with a partner. A lifestyle you wanted to live. A a lifestyle so I could possibly build a family or, you know, have my significant other, um, which I still have that schedule somewhat. And then, um, but other than that. uh, It took you, doing the teaching took you out of your business You have these employees that didn't really do what you thought they were going to be able to do, which pulled you back down into the business that you had to go and run with. And then once you got back in, you had some other. I mean, I I love it, but I also don't want to go back to what I was. Yeah, what you were doing. What I was doing. But you're not. You already have evolved. Yeah. All of this has taught you more lessons. It's taught me so many more lessons. And, you know. So for the young, you know. You have to. For the young girl who's looking to start a salon or looking to do micro needling or whatever it is that you call it. When they want to start a salon, you know, it, you have to start like there's so many different things where everyone's like, oh, your freedom, this, that, the other. There's so much that you have to do beforehand mm-hmm. to build up that mo- momentum to sustain that success. And it's never, success is not linear. It's always going to be moving. It doesn't mean that I'm not successful because something that I really tried for, for a team, it doesn't mean that I'm not successful. I'm successful because I tried. I'm successful because I failed and found the lesson. Yeah. That's where success is. You know what I mean? It's, it's finding that lesson and being okay, you know, and having that. Yeah. Don't let it, don't let it knock you down and hold you down. And 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 if it does knock you down, which we're human, right? It's okay. You can take a pause, you know, where you You have to win off of it and you have to find that resolve. And with that quiet time and you find resolve, then you'll find your path. I, I, I don't. So there's somebody recently that I was watching through the social media space 
have an issue come up where it was like something with a government entity, they were doing something that kind of went against their brand of what they said, but it was legit and this person had disclosed it, but the government went after them. And he sat there and he was like, look, I'm going to use this to my advantage. I'm going to put this out there. I'm not going to hide it. And he had people in his same industry calling to consult him because they were structured the same way, thinking that it was legit. So now all of a sudden he's got these consultative fees coming in, 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand to help those other businesses that were in his industry get better. So sometimes what you think are your failures or it's going to be embarrassing turn into being your biggest fucking stepping stone to the next position that you're going to level yourself up in your business. And that happens all the fucking time. It's happened to me hundreds of times. Yeah. I mean, there is, there's many, I'm okay with being in the unknown because that's where the magic happens. I'm a creator of my own life and I create and it's my job to create and I'll manifest it. And right now I, you know, I want to teach, but I know more will come from it. Mm-hmm. I know that You're I am. You're not done yet. I'm not done yet. And I'm working behind the scenes. I don't ever disclose or show all my cards. I'm working behind the scenes on, you know. You're a few, always hustling. I'm always hustling. Like you, 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 I'll get on a phone call with you and you're like, all of a sudden we'll be over here and you're like, and I did this and it's good back and forth exchange, but like that mind's constantly running. But no one knows. You're always 10 steps ahead. Yeah. And I, I want to roll into the next segment, which is asking you a couple questions. Okay. So my main question for the young girl or guy that's looking to get into your space or a business owner in general, what's the most important thing that you think they should focus on going into that? To go into my business? Into any business. Um, or it could be into your industry. Really understanding um, the foundation, the fundamentals. For me, it's huge when I teach you have to learn the basics. Everybody wants to be an expert. Nobody likes to be in the not knowing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's even, uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And even coming on here, you know, it's like I was always everything was always straight in my life. And I had been referred to you and everything was great. And then everything crumbled and I was in an unknown, but I'm sitting in it. But I know I'll be OK because mm-hmm. I'm a hustler. I'm a straight shooter. I'm honest. I'm a go-getter, you know, and I take risk, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, I lean into a challenge. Yeah. I may. You don't run away from it. No. Head first. I may sit for a minute and not know what to do, but I'm coming. So you need to have that blocking and tackling down. You need to have the the fundamental things down. You have to have the fundamentals down. You have to start at the basics because at any given time when you get lost, that's where you. That's where Baseline. you check in, you know, so start there and, you That's know, That's great advice. Yeah. Like take classes, um, build so, those and client relationships, client relationships. Stop getting involved in the maze of what's going on in like with it's good to have that salon culture, but it's really it's about that client. Know what your client needs. My client will walk in and I know what they need just by where their eyes go. I'm so good. I've actually used from the um, being some of the disadvantages of my childhood, I've then taken them because I know what is going on around me because... You're aware. 
I'm aware. You have to I'm be. very in tune because of what I grew up with at times. Mm-hmm. So I've taken that and used that and pushed that into something more positive where now I can read what my client needs and I'm right there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how did you know? It's I'm a like, superpower. Hmm. Yeah. Second question. Go. I like to give shout outs to other local business owners. This okay. podcast started out as, as a local business owner, giving the local business owners a platform. They didn't have to go spend five G's to be on a really big podcast. Like here's something that Evan and I and my team put together that aesthetically looks awesome and has great high quality because of Evan and his team. You're walking away with a launch kit that's probably worth $5,000. Which I think is amazing. This is about small business owners here locally. Give us two business owners that you want to give a shout out to. It could be in your industry. It could be a restaurant, a bar, whatever it is. Um, I know I put you on the spot. It's okay. Two. Trying to think someone who's in need. Who oh, could just somebody, use. you know, it, it could just be Joe Leones. You know, it could be whatever it is that you enjoy and brings you happiness and you enjoy shopping there, buying things there. We're could be a good friend that you collab with. Um, Batch in Manasquan. Yeah, my wife loves Batch. And they're yeah. opening up in Point, or they did already. They are, yeah. They're amazing, and they have a really great story. I love, um, I, I'm friends with Kelly, and uh, how we had met, and me just taking the initiative and being courageous uh, and talking with her, and, you know, I, I complimented her on her courage. Mm-hmm. And through something that she had done, it gave me a little bit of clarity and she didn't even know and I wanted to thank her one day and I just, I loved, and I did. And I was like, she's probably gonna think I'm some crazy girl, but I was like. She doesn't think she knows. Yeah, and I was like, (laughs) I just, because I had to be clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had to let her know. I had to let her know because it moved me. You know what I mean? So, so Batch is one of them. And, they, and, they're, and they're now in Point or coming into Point coming as well. Coming into Point. They're in Manasquan, Main Street, next to the hardware store. Yep. And they're rolling into Point. I don't know their exact location here, but right downtown Arnold yep. uh, or Bay Ave, one of them. Second business owner. Uh, second business owner. Um, hmm. Like it could be anything. A place you enjoy, a friend of yours, a collaborator. Hmm. Oh, I love, where do I, I mean, I always go to Rich's Seafood. Where's that? Um, right over here. Rich's Seafood. Oh, Shore Fresh. Shore Fresh, Shore Fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich. Say, Who's yeah. my neighbor growing up? Yeah, we go in there all the time. My wife gets shrimp. She yeah. doesn't really eat meat, so we're always going to Shore Fresh. They do a great job. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Well, this has been fun. I'm sure we could have dove into a ton of other topics real deep into your business and you could have shown us more of your passion and vision and that creative mind of how you have those really special beds that may come in there and take a nap and everything else about what I call your spacious. I'm telling you, if you haven't been in her salon as a girl, like I was there for some paperwork and I was like, this place is pretty impressive. You're hustling. You're admitting that you're not perfect. You've been through trials and tribulations. I know that you're going to continue to have great success. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>